Coming up on NRL Teams, some of the game's biggest names made big moves in the off-season and are preparing to make a big impact in their new club's season opener. A new stadium and a couple of new number ones, but will the Cowboys and Broncos produce another classic in North Queensland? And a number of skippers are racing the clock to be fit for round one. We tell you who's in and who's out. Hello and welcome to our first edition of NRL Teams for 2020. I'm Zach Bailey. Thanks for joining us once again. If you're a new viewer, well, enjoy the ride in 2020. Shortly, we will bring you the team news for round one at 4pm. But until then, I've got to introduce our lineup. And speaking of lineups, this is all time. Brett Kamali, you return again. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me back, Zach. It's obviously all according to you. We're standing this year because you, want, you wanted it. <laughs> new set, new look and new member to yeah. the panel. Robbie Farrar, uh, have you been enjoying retirement? Been loving retirement, actually, but really looking forward to watching the footy this season just as a fan. So uh, exciting year ahead and all kicks off on Thursday night. So the first time in about 16 or so years, uh, we're not looking to find your name on a team sheet. Is that a good yeah. or a bad thing? Oh, it's good for mine. I definitely haven't missed pre-season, that's for sure. I might miss uh, the footy now that it's starting. Um, I think Noddy will, will tell you that, I guess, um, you know, watching the boys run around, you want to be out there, but a lot of work goes into being out there too, so I don't miss that side of things. All right, well, uh, before we get uh, the team news in, of course, uh, some big movers into the off-season. You saw a couple of their faces there in the opener. So let's have a look at a few of them. Latrell Mitchell, plenty of talk about him. Val Holmes back from the uh, NFL. Isan Masters, Brady Croft. The list goes on and on. Key uh, signings there for the Paramount Eels. But Robbie Farrow, in your eyes, uh, who's the best, best buy for 2020? Well, I think potentially Valentine Holmes has... Um the potential to be the best buy and have a, a really big impact on the Cowboys team up there. I think you know, he, he always saw himself as a fullback and never really got the opportunity long-term there at the Sharks. He kind of got shifted around from the wing to fullback and vice versa. And he goes up there now looking to make a home for himself in the number one jersey. And I think he just bring, brings another dynamic to the team up there. Uh, he's going to be a threat at all times. And I really like Drinkwater at six as well. So, uh, you know, Morgan at seven, Drinkwater at six, Holmes at um, one. And I really like uh, their signing Robson. Uh, as a hooker, so potentially a, a very dynamic spine there up at the Cowboys. We'll have to wait and see where Robson fits into the 17 this week, but do you agree, Brett? I do agree. I think Val will be terrific for the Cowboys, but I've gone for a different number one for, for probably my buy of the season. And a blood that's created a fair few headlines in the last few months, Latrell Mitchell. Uh, I think the last time they went out and they bought a big player, it was a guy called Greg Inglis. Uh, he delivered a premiership for him in 2014 uh, at South Sydney. I think when we, when we see him just turn it on, Luttrell has the ability to be a superstar and he did that multiple times last year for the Roosters, scoring all those points out, beating the opposition, gets to play fullback, which there's a bit of doubt about it'll have a lot more open space for him big frame of a player um, and I think it's it's South, South Sydney exciting on the back of having Luttrell sign in there. Alright, plenty of players have a point to prove including that man Luttrell Mitchell but uh, Robbie mm. who's uh, your player with the most to prove? It's hard. It's yeah, hard. yeah it's hard it is a hard one. There was a, there's a couple of there that I, I really thought of. Um, but I've gone with Calum Ponga as my choice, I think. He's had a couple of years now down the Knights, and um, there's been a lot of expectation around Calum. And uh, there's a lot of talk about the money being thrown up uh, for a player of, of his um, calibre. But I think he really needs to produce this year. Um, the Knights have missed the eight. 
Uh, they've, they've had a, a great team on paper, but they just haven't produced the goods in the last couple of years. And um, I really think a lot of that rests on his shoulders. So it's a big year for Caelan Ponga, in my opinion. OK, what about you, Noddy? Oh, I think Anthony Milford. I think at some stage he's got to reach the potential that we've seen in glimpses and glamours from him. At the Raiders, he showed us something, and then obviously Brisbane bought him on a massive contract to replace Darren Lockyer. Um, he's gone up there. He hasn't quite found a home at 5'8". He hasn't quite found a home at fullback. Um, Brady Croft has been brought in to be a genuine number seven. Well, that, that releases Anthony Milford. I'd love to see him super fit. I, I'd love to see him challenging the ball and wanting to get the football. And, uh, you know, he's off contract, I believe, at the moment. He's on a big contract at the moment. Brisbane are expected to make the eight. I, I think a lot of pressure falls on Anthony Milford. And a big test alongside a new halfback as well this year. So that won't be easy for Milford. I don't think NRL football is easy at all. That's the biggest challenge of it. It doesn't matter whether you're a young kid or an old player. It's, it's a battle every week. But I, I think Noddy's right there. I think Brody Croft can be um, a, a real bonus for, for Milf. Yeah. Um, you know, it just frees him up to focus on his running game and let Brody you know, concentrate on running the team. Milf doesn't have to worry about that. I think he plays his best football and he's not worrying about organising. You know, he's just there to run. Yeah, and no doubt Brody Croft as well. Uh, fresh start for him. He'll be looking to start round one and his career with the Brisbane Broncos with a bang. Uh, the teams for round one, the moment you've all been waiting for officially. And what a way to start the year, gents. Eels, Bulldogs, Bankwest Stadium Thursday night. It's set to be a sellout. Let's start with the Eels. There's been plenty of hype around them and rightfully so. But let's start out wide before we get to a couple of their new signings. Wunga Blake will be given until Thursday. Uh, to prove he is ready to play after off-season shoulder surgery. If he fails, Brad Tuckerungi, well, we, we know what he can do when he plays out wide as well. The departure of Manu Ma'u means that Ryan Madison, he basically offsets that. And big Regan Campbell-Gillard, former Origin prop, he's up front, adds plenty of punch to their pack. Let's look at the Bulldogs. And there's some good news on the injury front here. Dalanwa Tenezelesniak has overcome a back issue. He suffered playing for the Maldi All-Stars and is at fullback. But the big news is in their halves. Dean Pay has put faith in young Brandon Wakeham. He's in there, 21-year-old ahead of Jack Cogger, who played a fair bit of footy there last year. He's alongside Lockie Lewis. New signings, Joe Stimson and Brett, uh, Dean Britt, rather, are in the 17, while Kerrit Holland is a utility option on the bench. Now, some news uh, just in. Uh, this is in regards to uh, Jaden Ockenbaugh and Corey Harawira-Knight literally straight off the press. Uh, there's an investigation underway and we can't inform you of any more information than what is here. They're basically being stood down, um, which is obviously a big blow um, for the dogs. We'll have more news on NRL.com when this comes to hand. But someone like Corey Harawira and Naira, yeah. that's a big blow to their pack. He was one of their best last year, in my opinion, uh, Corey. So that, that is a really big, uh, really big loss for them. So, yeah, not too sure what's going on there, but I guess we'll find out in the coming days. So the matter's under the investigation of the NRL Integrity Unit. So, uh, as I said, once we uh, know more about this, um, we will bring you the latest news. Uh, Robbie, the Eels, so much hype around them, and, and as I said, rightfully so. But how do they take their game to the next level so they are at a top-four side and not just considered from outsiders as a top-four side? Yeah, well, who, who does it, who's the responsibility go to? Well, it's, it's time they perform, really. On paper, I think that's one of the strongest 17s in the competition. Uh, what they've got there is stability as well, especially in key positions. I think they're the only, only team this year that's got the same spine we're starting with the same spine as last year. So immediately they've got stability to start the season. I really like the signings in Campbell Gillard and Ryan Madison. They've got proven first graders. Uh, both come with a lot of experience. Uh, Campbell Gillard's played Origin. Ryan Madison was in the Origin squad last year as well. So, you know, on paper, I think, you know, the Eels are one of the strongest outfits and um, you know, there's going to be pressure on them to, to perform. And 
uh, no better way for them to start than in front of a sold-out crowd at Bank West. They've been so inconsistent for a number of years. Like they miss the eight, they finish wooden spoon, and they make the top eight. Yeah. So I think the key to that is stability, as you said, Robbie. And, and, and they've bought really, really well. They played a great brand of footy last year. They've got to be consistent for a yeah. couple of years, and then that's when you take that premiership stride to, to be able to go to the top. Yeah. Well, I, one thing they don't deal with well is expectation. Yeah. Generally, can this be different this year? I think they're a much better outfit this year. I think Mitchell Moses and Robbie spent a lot of time with Mitchell. He's matured now. He's, he's a lot calmer. I think like Regan Campbell-Gillard was the best prop in the game two years ago. Unfortunately, he broke his jaw and, and, and couldn't find, yeah. find that form at Penrith. So they've got stability. They've got Bank West, which is a great stadium from the play out of. They've got everything in their favour. Yeah, I think the most underrated player in that, in that side for them is Nathan Brown. I think, um, yeah, he, he's had a couple of riddle, uh, injury riddled yeah. seasons the last couple of years. But, yeah, when he's fit and firing and playing 80 minutes at lock, he just brings that different dimension to their pack. And I, I think he can really provide them with an X factor and lead their pack this year. Okay, not even got a- Is that the headline? Bailey says Parramatta don't handle pressure. No, well. no, no, no. I'm not <laughs> here to make So, speaking of short border, you, yeah. a right call from Dean Pay to bring Brandon Wakeham in the halves. Yeah, it'd be interesting, won't it? We'll, we'll, we'll see him on Thursday night playing in NRL football. Obviously, you know, he's a local junior. The one thing I find about, he's a great runner of the ball, um, but he's very small. So when you're very small, you become a target for those big players to run at. And Parramatta have got quite a large few humans that would like to find a little man in the line and just run straight at him. So it's going to be a big test for him. Um, the coach makes the decision. He's got to back the decision. He's got to, he's got to have his reasons why he left Jack Cogger out and... Dean Pay's gone for him, so he's got confidence in the kid. We'll just see how he goes. Yep. What about? Do you think it's a bold call? Well, like Noddy said, the coach has obviously seen something yeah. in preseason that said, you know, he's put his hand up to to uh, deserve to be chosen. So, uh, you know, all halves get targeted. He is a small small body, but you know, playing in the halves, as Noddy will tell you, you're always going to get traffic coming down your way, and and no better test for him this week than especially the big outside backs of Parramatta. You know, coming down his edge. Um, you know, they're going to be running at him all day, but um, I guess we'll see how he goes. Okay, let's turn our attention to Friday night footy. First up, we've got the Raiders, last year's runners-up against the Gold Coast Titans down at GIO Stadium from 6pm. There are a couple of new faces in the Raiders' lineup for round one after being cleared by the NRL. Curtis Scott replaces the departed Joey Leilua in the centres, while Bailey Simonson secures his spot in the starting side after Jordan Rappiner left for Japanese rugby. Canberra's latest English import, George Williams, takes over from Aidan Caesar at halfback, while Corey Horsburgh steps up in place of John Bateman, who is set to miss the opening six rounds. What a blow that is. Ricky Stewart has sprung a surprise on his bench, naming outside back Michael Oldfield in Jersey 17. The Titans, AJ Brimson, seen there in Jersey 21. He's no guarantee to start the year at fullback. He has to overcome a back injury. For now, though, Philip Sammy is in the number one. Callum Watkins and Tyrone Peachy are in the centres, while Ash Taylor returns to the NRL arena for the first time since round 20 last year. Former Warrior Sam Lasone has been named up front in the absence of Ryan James, who's set to miss the rest of the year with the ACL injury, while Milwaukee Fodawaka is no certainty to be cleared to return from a wrist and knee complaint. Shannon Boyd, well, he's out, he's out uh, that's for sure. Uh, he underwent shoulder reconstruction at the end of last year, so that's a big blow. And Mitch Rain, he has been picked at hooker ahead of Nathan Peets. Uh, Noddy, uh, George Williams, his first hit out in the NRL. Plenty of hype around him, but they've already got a successful side, the Raiders, so will he find it hard to fit in 
given he's been hampered by a quad injury in the preseason? No, I don't think so. Obviously, there's been the report. We knew Aiden Caesar was on the way out halfway through last year or by the end of last year. Uh, they did wonderfully well. The Raiders, the Raiders don't really rely on a single player. It seemed in how they got to the grand final last year. You know, obviously. Josh Rodgers certainly a key from Jack White and stood up as the year went on. The, the things I'm hearing about George Williams is he's a very, very good talker, uh, which will certainly help. Uh, short kicking game, you know, right foot kicker, um, you know, which probably takes a bit of pressure off Jack White or Josh Hodgson doing it. So, you know, there's been, hot, there's been huge raps on him. Ricky's done really well with the plays he's picked from England have been successful when they've come to the NRL. So I, I can't say why George Williams is going to struggle, and I think it'll be an exciting time to come into a Raiders outfit that is confident, that is in a good place at the moment, the new training facility, and you know, as you said, Bateman's about the only one that's not available. But they do want a premiership, as do the Gold Coast Titans, perhaps further away, Robbie. But if you're Justin Holbrook, what's your message to Ash Taylor? Because no doubt fans are going to expect a lot from him. But yep. if you're the coach, 5.55pm, uh, what's your final message to Ash Taylor? Tell him to enjoy himself, first and foremost. I think the last few seasons, Ash Taylor's game... Um, I was hindered by a lot of the expectation around him. I think they got the better of him mentally. Um, I think he needs to understand this is his team. You know, he, re- he needs to run the show for Gold Coast. It's not going to be Tyron Roberts running the show. It's, it's Ash Taylor's team. Um, just, just back his ability. I think when Ash Taylor, he's got so much natural ability that he needs to go out there and just back his ability, uh, run the ball. I like him when he's running. Um, you know, he's such a threat when he's doing that. Uh, his, his skill, his passing game, second to none. Uh, yeah, he's got all the skill in the world. I think he just needs to free, you know, free the shackles off, uh, run the show, um, and really just enjoy himself out there because I don't think he's really enjoyed his football in the last couple of years. I reckon if he if has the approach of playing tough, I know it's only, he's a little guy, so he's not going to make big tackles, but if he gets very busy defensively and gets dirty and gets amongst it, I think his attack will come on the back of, yeah. of getting himself in the game with the defence focus mm. rather than just going out there and being the flashy attack player that everyone expects him to be. So it's doing the little things right first. Yeah, yeah I think if yeah, you... Yeah, I, I always found yeah, that too. Yeah. I always, if you, if you play tough, uh, got your D right, got all the little things, the effort areas in your game right, yeah. I think the fancy stuff came off the back of that. When you go out there and try to play fancy and, and play pretty um, and you, you seem to force it and it doesn't come off for you, play tough and then good things come off the back of it. Okay, well, speaking of good things, how good is this for a Friday night blockbuster? The Cowboys up against the Broncos at a brand new stadium in Townsville. Let's hope it's another cracking edition of this one. The bit, let's start with the Broncos, the away team first. Uh, Jack Bird, he is at fullback, surprisingly ahead of Jermaine Azarko, but Anthony Seabold is obviously seeing something that we haven't. Uh, the retiring Darius Boyd starts his final season in the centres alongside Jesse Arthurs, who is headed north from the Titans. Brodie Croft is one of the co-captains alongside Patrick Carrigan, with Alex Glenn missing with a hamstring injury. Jake Turpin is the starting hooker ahead of Andrew McCulloch, an interesting selection to some. The veteran is on the bench alongside uh, Jamil Hopawadi, who is set to make his debut at 25. Let's look at the home side, the North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, Val Holmes, he heads a brand new look back, uh, back line rather for the home side. He returns to the NRL after trying his hand at American football in 2019. Former West Tiger Isan Masters is in the centres, while Justin O'Neill is back after suffering a life-threatening spleen injury against the Raiders in May last year. That's great to see. Scott Drinkwater has earned himself 5-8 duties ahead of Jake Clifford after he was deemed the best player at the Nines a couple of weeks ago. And Jake Granville, he keeps his spot ahead of the man that Robbie Farrad tips to have a big year. Uh, Reese Robson, he is on the bench. Uh, new look 
Cowboys backline, Noddy. They only scored 63 tries last year, second worst in the NRL. Will all that change now because they've got a couple of new faces, including Valentine Holmes there? It'll help. Talent certainly helps you score points. As you said, Zach, they were rubbish in the attack point of view last year. And, you know, they've got one of the best forward packs in the competition. You know, you look at their forwards and they had Matt Scott playing there up to like three quarters of the way last year. You go, well, how does that forward pack with the key players they got, not make the semi-finals. And I think they let themselves down with that creativity. Michael Morgan, I feel like he's another player that's got to step up and actually own the team. There's no Jonathan Thurston anymore. There's been no Jonathan Thurston for two years now. You know, it's got to be his side. But the, if you look outside, your drink water's an exceptional talent. You know, you know how talented Asan Masters was, but just couldn't stay there at the Tigers. Holmes will be special. Cole Felt does some good. They've got a quality yeah. back line. They've got to score points on, on that. And how do you not get excited? You, it's a... The Battle of Queensland, we've seen how great that's been for a number of years. At, your, at a new stadium that's going to be rocking. I'll, I'll get a prediction on that shortly, but mm. uh, Jack Bird, you played Origin footy alongside of him when he was at the peak of his powers, but he's un, you know, had terrible injury luck coming off an yeah, ACL. Yeah. Is that the right position, or is it, is it okay to throw him straight in a fullback? I, I think it could potentially be a masterstroke, mm. to be honest. I think you know, when he left the Sharks, he left because he didn't see himself as a centre. Uh, he, he thought he was kind of pigeonholed on, on one edge of the footy field. He went up there to play 5-8, which uh, never eventuated. But I think in the fullback role, he's got that roving role. He's got that ability to pop up anywhere on the footy field. And I think uh, his ability to break tackles on kick returns. I think the one question mark is going to be under the high ball, how he goes under the high ball. But, yeah, these days, um, other than uh, being under the high ball, fielding kicks, there's, no, there's not much difference between a fullback and a 5-8 in terms of ball playing ability. Um, and I think it could be a masterstroke for the Broncos. I, I think he can really excel in the number one jersey. Is fitness going to be an issue early on? Well, apparently he's the fittest he's ever been. So um, I know at times he's had issues with his weight in the last couple of seasons. He but, liked Maccas, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, from all reports, he, he's in the fittest condition uh, he's ever been in. So, um, and again, Anthony Seabold's, you know, it's obviously seen something in him. He likes him in the number one jersey and he gets first crack. So um, the, the jersey's his uh, to make his own. Noddy, you mentioned the rivalry. New, new stadium, but will it be yeah. the case of same old rivalry and matchup between these two sides? Yeah, I hope so. How good have the games been the last couple of years? One points, grand final deciders, extra time. Um, it look, just look at the showpiece here. It's right in the middle of town, so you know it's not out of town anymore. They've had the blockbusters. It, it, you know who is the little but who is the little brother these days? Well, is there, is there going to be a better forward matchup than this game when you got you know Jordan McLean, Cohen Hess, yeah. Tal Malolo, uh, John Asiata? Then you got on the other side of the field Payne Haas, Fafida, David Pengai. Yeah. Like, there's just some dynamic forwards there, so that's going to be incredible to watch. And Cohen Hess, watch out for him. I, I, I interviewed him yeah. at the Nines, and Kevin Walters said, watch out for him for Origin. And he's, he's so trim, and he's big and lean again. So hopefully that's we see... That's why we're back. retired. <laughs> forwards like this in our game these days. And that's, that's why, why I never tired. made it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> pushing on to uh, Saturday Arvo footy. Uh, plenty for these sides to prove in 2020. The Knights and the Warriors, they all want to play uh, finals footy. We're back in the Hunter 3 p.m. Saturday. Kurt Mann, well, he has won the race for the Knights' number six jersey with Connor Watson named on the bench, Mason Linnor in the 21. But Tex Hoy, he isn't in the top squad at all. With Brandon Be Bradman Best and Tautau Moga missing through injury, former Cowboy Inari Tuwala and ex-Bronco Jahamet Jibasaki form a brand-new centre pairing. Former Sharks rake Jaden Braley, he kicks off his career in the number nine jersey with the Knights. Let's look at the Warriors. Skipper Roger Tuovasa-Shek has been named at fullback and he thinks he will play despite a foot injury. David Fusatua, he moves from the wing to the centres. 
the big news is in the number six jersey, Chanel Harris-Tavita. He edges out Cody Nikarima, who is on the bench. Former Panther Wade Egan starts at hooker, while Tohu Harris is in the back row after a foot injury ended his 2019 season in round 14. Rookies, a couple of rookies on the bench, Jermaine Tonoa-Brown and Eliza Katsoa as well. Hopefully we get to see them in action. Uh, Tex Hoy, Noddy, this is something that's... I suppose read its head late in the preseason. You've had Joey Johns, Maddie Johns coming out saying you've got to pick this kid at six. How tough would that have been for a new coach in Adam O'Brien to resist that urge, given how big a names they are up there? Well, it's Adam O'Brien's team. He, get, take, he takes the range. But for there's the a first stadium team. across there at McDonald Jones Stadium. But how, how often Andrew Johnson? Yeah, and and you're right. Tex Hoy might have been able to take the position, but we see him play a couple of games or play the nines and think he looks great, but. Mitchell Pearce is such a dominant number seven that he plays both sides of the park. So Robbie just mentioned the six and the one are very similar positions. So Kurt Mann just becomes a support runner or a runner off the back of Mitchell Pearce and he becomes a a stronger defender than what Tex Hoy is. So, uh, you know, Andrew's working at Parramatta and telling Newcastle what player to pick for Newcastle. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Look, I I think Noddy's right. It's, It's Mitchell Pearce running the show. Uh, supported by Kalen Ponga, who, you know, you want to get the ball in his hands as much as you can. Uh, You know, you pick a kid like Tex Hoy, could almost get drowned out by those two senior figures. Now, I think the big plus for Newcastle this year is Jaden Braley. Um, you know, they had a lot of instability in the, in the hooking role last year. They had Danny Levi there at times. They had Connor Watson. They were chopping and changing. And I really think with Jaden Braley there, who's an 80-minute hooker, you know, he can just control the forwards and, and free up Mitch Pearce and Callum Ponga to run the show out wide. It'll, you know, if, if you've got a genuine dummy half that's the threat, the first eyes have got to go on the dummy half before yeah. they worry about Mitchell and Callum. So the amount of space I think they'll get on the back of that has to be helpful. Or if they don't take Jaden and give him the credit that he deserves, then he'll make a lot of line breaks through them. I mean, I thought he changed. He was a very strong defensive player when he first came in at Cronulla. By the end of his time at Cronulla, he was a great selective runner for the ball, which then makes them a more dangerous side. Mm. You know, they've got all new coaching stuff up there. They've, they were in the top four until about round 18 last year. Yeah. The talent's not a problem. It's that consistency, and, and the coach has got to get the best out of that consistency. Okay, so Jaden Braley's a big signing for the Knights. Uh, Cody Nicarima was a big signing for the Warriors last year. Big money deal, long-term deal, Robbie, but he's been left out of the sixth jersey. Tough call or right call? Yeah, look, I, I like it. I think Cody, Rick and Cody Nicarima is a... Out and out 14. I think he's got the potential to to really break open a game when he comes off the bench against some tiring forwards. So, you know, you can throw him in the halves. I like him out of hooker as well because he's got that dynamic speed. Um, Chanel Harris-Tavita really showed a lot of promise last year too. I, I liked what I saw from him. So, yeah, he gets a first start in the sixth jersey and, um, you know, he knows that he's got to perform because you've got someone like you know, Cody Nicarima on the bench. But at the same time, you know, after 25, 30 minutes when the forwards are starting to tire, I think, you know, to, to be able to throw Cody into the game against those tiring forwards with his, with his leg speed can really break open a game of football. Do you agree, Noddy, that that is the right combination for now? And do you give Chanel time? Is that the key? If you're Stephen Cooney to go, look, I'm not going to chop and change each week, I'll give you a few weeks. Oh, I think you... Started last year, we saw yeah. him change halves. Yeah, Adam Kieran was there for a couple of weeks, then... Oh, I think you, got, you give them time, but what happens in the NRL, the beast of the game, is once you start losing a few games... You don't have time. You don't have time. time. It's a result-driven business. And Stephen Kearney would be one of those coaches that... The ball hasn't started yet, but if they start losing the Warriors, he'd be the coach who would become under a little bit of pressure. So you have to give him time, but you've just had four months of training in the off-season to develop combinations, to take some bad habits, make them better. You've got to give them faith and confidence. But the other thing is, if they're not quite up to it, then 
Nikarima might come back in because you know that Cody can handle 5-8. Mm. Well, this time next week, let's hope they're both still in the 17. Let's look at the second game for Saturday Arvo footy. The Rabbitohs against the Sharks at ANZ Stadium. Uh, plenty of interest in this one because of one man in particular, Latrell Mitchell. Well, he starts his Rabbitohs career wearing the number one jersey, the former Rooster Spearheads. A lethal back line with Braden Burns back in the centres after hamstring issues restricted him to just nine games last year. With no Sam Burgess or John Sutton, Kangaroo and Blue, Cameron Murray shifts to an edge, which allows Liam Knight to start at lock. Ethan Lowe has been named to play after picking up a knee injury at the nines. He's on the bench alongside fullback Alex Johnston. Let's look at the Sharkies. Uh, no Josh Dugan. No Matt Moylan and no Bronson Sherry. They've got knee, calf and shoulder injuries or complaints respectively. So Will Kennedy gets to start at fullback. Josh Morris is in the centres alongside the returning Jesse Ramian, who is back from the Knights. Uh, Blake Braley, the younger brother of Jaden, he starts at hooker. Jack Williams takes over from Paul Gallon at lock, while rookie Tobias Rudolph is set to make his NRL debut off the bench. Noddy, uh, Cam Murray, one of the best locks, if not the best lock in the game last year. Will he have the same impact on an edge? I think so, yeah. I was at a breakfast last week and Cameron Murray was the guest speaker there and he, he spoke about the fact that Wayne wants to play him on the edge for the first 20 to 25 minutes, which is obviously they've lost Burgess and Sutton. So they've lost two dominant edge forwards. Then he'll transition into the middle. He plays a, a middle forward at 94 kilos. So all he's doing is missing the first 20 to 25 minutes when it's a bash and barge, when all the bigger boppers are fit and fresh to when they get a bit fatigued, he comes back into the middle. He'll still play 80 minutes of game time. He'll come in when they're fatigued. He's got great late footwork up against them when they're tight. And the other thing is that I think South Sydney are pretty light on in the middle forwards. I, yeah. They're very, very slim on the back of both Burgesses going... Sudden. Sudden going. Yep. You know, they're... They're a bit, I feel like they're light on in the, in the middle. Yeah. Definitely, they've got all well, the strike think, out. Well, that's been the talk, hasn't it? All yeah, the I think their wide. forward depth uh, can be really tested this year. Yeah. A few injuries, and I think that'll really expose uh, their pack. Uh, you, you, you see the names that have gone from last year, not only in, in terms of what they produce on the field, but also off the field in terms of their leadership. You know, they've lost Burgess and Sutton, who are two great leaders of that club, and they haven't really replaced them. It's a really young forward pack as well. Uh, Tom Burgess is probably the most senior player there. Uh, Cam Murray, I think last year, was getting interchanged that middle 20 minutes of the game and they really lost a lot of impact when he went off the field. So I think them moving, it, moving him to an edge is a way of trying to get more minutes out of him. You know, preserve, him pre preserve his energy a bit on the edge for the first 20, 25 minutes, move him into the middle of the field and hopefully he can punch out 80 minutes. But you know, I really think um, there's a big question mark over South Sydney and their squad this year in terms of their forward depth. Well, plenty of uh, speculation about one player and there's more today. Uh, another statement in fresh this afternoon. This is from the Sharks. Uh, this time in response to further speculation today surrounding Josh Morris. The Sharks can report that no deal has been reached nor anything confirmed in relation to a potential release to the Sydney Roosters. Discussions are continuing with all relevant parties with Josh Morris to be named in the Sharks squad, which he has been for their round one match uh, on Saturday. That's from their coach, uh, John Morris. Do you see this ending well? Yeah, I mean, about the Roosters next week. This, so when we're here, yeah. is that your bold prediction already? Or? He's gone. He'll, he'll probably score a couple of tries this week and then go to the Roosters next week. Yeah. Because of all That's the, like when the board comes out and backs a coach. I think. <laughs> because of all the talk about him and about Josh Dugan, a lot of critics, despite their lineup on, on yeah. paper, are saying they're cooked already. Is that, is that warranted? Oh, or do they have a good enough squad to bounce back and knock all, like, keep all that noise out? 
Yeah, for me, a couple of things. Again, similar to South, I think they've lost a lot of leadership you know, in terms of Gallon, uh, Matt Pryor, both grand final winners there, um, Kurt Capewell, who was a great young talent for him. And then the other thing for me is injuries. Uh, they've got a lot of injury-prone prone players in their squad. Um, you know, Moreland struggled last year. I think he did four hamstrings. Um, you know, Dugan's uh, struggled and he's, and he's still struggling. Um, and then you've got Bronson Sherry at the moment. Another one is, um, is Sean Johnson, who was in and out of the side last year with, with different muscle injuries. So, you know, for me, they've got to get their best 17 on the park week in, week out. Love adversary. Love it. Adversary. Adversary. Yeah. Adversity. Adversity. <laughs> love, love, love backs against the wall attitudes. Oh. Love it. How are your hammies? They might need you next Go on. Time. I'd just sit in the office and look out the window. No. <laughs> they won't make the eight. This is what, they, this is what they're built they on. This year. They're built on this. Come on, Zach. You, you threw off. They were. They used to be. Oh. They, they, had, they had those players in their side. I don't think they've got them anymore. I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I might be wrong. I might, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, might, I might be wrong, but I, I really think you know, they're a side that will drop out of the eight. Uh, this year. Okay, well, one side that wants to make their way back into eight, into Ooh. the eight, the mighty Penrith Panthers. They're up against the Premiers oh. on Saturday night at Panthers Stadium. Can't wait for this one. Let's start with the home side. New dad, Caleb Aikens, fills in for the injured Dylan Edwards at fullback. As expected, Jerome Luai has edged out Matt Burton and Will Partner Nathan Cleary in the halves. Returning Panther, Arpi Corosau, is also part of a new-look spine, while Zane Tedavano is also a fresh face up front. Fellow recruit Kurt Capel isn't named in the 21, though. He's still battling a quad injury. Interestingly, Stephen Crichton is on the bench, as is James Fisher-Harris after he suffered a pec injury late last year. How's this for a round one curveball? No Boyd Cordner for the Premiers. Now, he was rested from the World Club Challenge. I'll reveal shortly why he's been rested again. With Angus Crichton shifting to the centres to start 2020 after the departure of Latrell Mitchell, the Bondi boys have a new look back row in Mitch Orbison and Satili Tupanua. Kyle Flanagan has some pretty uh, big shoes to fill in Cooper Cronk at halfback. Speaking of handing over the reins, Jake Friend isn't ready to just yet. He remains in the number nine jersey despite Sam Verrill's impressive back end of last year. So uh, why do you think Boyd Cordner is missing? I've no idea. Load management in round one. Like it or don't like it? Because he was rested in World Club Challenge? He was rested then and he needs another rest. You think? You think is, yeah. that, is that interesting to start the So year? his knee's obviously no good. Yeah. Well, there, there has to be more to the story. Yeah. Has to be. So has he had some sort of assist, like surgery or something over the off-season? It means his knee can't. They, the club said just because of his workload, as you know, what it's like playing rep footy and playing on tours back-to-back, that his body's busted. But do you think it's more than... I'm not sure. As a player, I can only speak from a player's point of view, and especially him being a captain of that club. He, as a player, I'd want to be playing. So well, we, I'm getting mail that he reluctantly accepted Trent Robinson's request. Yeah, I think or order. I think I think you'd want. I think you'd want to start the competition. I think round one you'd want to. You've yeah. done a big off season. You're yep. ready to go. You missed the World Club Challenge. You've had three weeks rest from that payment. Let's come into this one and, and lead my side out on round one. Not a bad replacement. A guy called Angus Crichton, New South Wales back rower. Yep. Can you come and play in the centre when he played inside centre most of his schoolboy rugby days? They were a few years ago. Oh, mate. I'm not doubting him. You, but what you, about his lateral Do you remember how to ride yeah, a bike yeah. that you learn no, as a I'm kid? I've still got the training wheels <laughs> on. Defensive decisions will be the big thing for him. Yep. Yeah. There's, so a, there's a big difference from playing centre in rugby yeah. and, and centre in rugby league. So yeah, defensively, that's going to be uh, his biggest challenge. Yeah, speaking Angus. about a test, though, he's had Joey Manu coming at him all That's right, yeah, yeah. 
So, which will help his cause, no doubt. And, and also, Mitch Orbison spent a lot of time has that versatile role to go out and play in the centre. So if they feel like the Angus Crichton's getting a bit... It'll, if he's up against Faro or Naden, they're both great runners of the football and both got a great late footwork. So if he's struggling out there, they'll just probably switch so Orbison. That's, that's why I'm surprised. I don't know why they wouldn't just start with Orbison there, who's done the job for him in the past in the centres. Is it a case... And you leave think, Angus in the back row. Is it a case of Robbo taking a risk early because you can always make... Or ground later on. Will they start there? Does he change Ooh. it before kickoff? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a big risk. And you go with what's worked for you in the past, and Orbison's done a great job for them there in the past playing in the centres. OK, Nathan Cleary, this is well and truly his team at Penrith now. No, James Maloney, uh, he's got the keys to it, but is he up to taking his game to the next level? Well, they've built this team around him now. So, you know, it is his team. Um, no Maloney, as you said, so it's a big, it's a big year for Nathan Cleary. And, uh, look, I, I think he's up to it. You know, he, he's an out-and-out halfback. Um, I think he understands it's his team and, and he's ready to take control. So um, and I really like Appy Corosier going there uh, as a nine as well. I think that'll definitely help clear his game. Yeah, we spoke about Jaden Braley helping Mitchell yeah. Pearson. Uh, Appy Corosier is going to be a great purchase for him, but it'll take time for combinations. You know, yeah. as players, you get in sync the more time you play together. Do you want the ball? Do you not want the ball? Um, I, I think you'll be ready. Luai is a great run of the ball. There's, pre there's pressure nearly on every club at the moment because Penrith have bought really well, so they're expected to make the eight. Parramatta, you have expectations. Yeah. They should make the eight because the hype's all around that they should make it. It's not an easy competition. I think 2020 is the closest comp we're going to have for the last 10 years mm. because the Roosters have come back to the pack because they've been the standout and they've come back. Mm. Just quickly, if you're Trent Robinson, Verrills or Jake Friend to start? Oh, Jake Friend to start. You know, he's obviously their captain and um, you know, he's done a great job for them over many, many years. Verrill showed a lot of uh, potential last year. Obviously scored a try in the grand final as well and did a great job while um, Jake Friend was out. But I think um, it showed how important Jake Friend is and, and the opinion of Jake Friend at the Roosters when they rushed him back straight back into the team for the grand final. So in my opinion, Jake Friend starts. You might have Verrill, Verrill on the bench, Verrill, sorry, and um, then you've got the potential to throw Jake Friend into lock um, because he just gets through a mountain of work in defence. So yeah, he can just do the same in the middle of the park tackle his backside off and um, you know, bring Verrills on for a bit of spark. They might load management, Jake, and bring... <laughs> OK, OK, bring got to move yeah. on. We might get, ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> might get ourselves in trouble here. Still a couple more games to get through for round one. How's this for Sunday Arvo footy? Seagulls versus Storm return to Brookvale, or should I say Lotto Land. And how is this for a double boost for the Seagulls? Tom Trebojevic back from a peck injury and Jake Trebojevic unexpectedly named in Jersey 13 after undergoing shoulder surgery. Joel Thompson and Curtis Sirenen are also back after missing the back end of 2019 with injury. George Tafua, he'll play his 150th game for Manly, while Danny Levi will play his first. Lachlan Croker is the utility option on the bench. Let's look at the away side. New centres, Justin Ollam and Marion Seve replace Will Chambers and Curtis Scott. Jerome Hughes nailed, has nailed down the number seven jersey with Brodie Croft heading to Brisbane. Tui Kamakamika has been named a prop with Nelson Asifa-Solomona named in Jersey 18. He's still battling a hamstring injury, so he could be a late inclusion. Can't forget Brandon Smith. He's missing with a face fracture. He suffered a couple of weeks back in the All-Stars match. He's due back in a few weeks. Uh, Robbie Manasseh Fainu, he's under the NRL stand-down policy at the moment, so he's unavailable for Manly. He was their spark in attack last year. Can they generate the same kind of play without him? And if so, who does it have to come through? He's definitely a loss for him. Uh, I, th I thought he was a, he had a great, great year last year for a young kid coming into the NRL. And uh, Danny Levi goes there now and gets his chance. And um, you know, he'll be looking to yeah, cement that down that number nine jersey. Um, 
I really think he'll be helped by the forwards that he's got around him. As a hooker, you need your front rowers going forward and laying that platform. And in my opinion, there's no better one-two combination than uh, Fanul Blake and Martin Tapao in the front row, followed by Jake Trebojevic on the back of that at lock, who gives them so much. So, look, I think that's really going to help Danny Levi's game, that he's got that platform to work off. They've got great late offload too, those big forwards. So if you get that unstructured football, Daly Cherubin, you saw the images of him only a week or so ago, how he looks super fit. You know, Des Hasler, successful coach, knows how to get him around. You know, Tom Travojevic just pops up everywhere as well. He'll play the fullback role and be at dummy half the next play the ball. Yeah, he's a freak. <laughs> he's a freak. <laughs> what about Jake back? That's huge. Oh, look, they're both huge. Um, you know, in my opinion, Jake uh, is the best ball playing forward in the game. Uh, not, not only what he provides in defence or with his go forward, but the, that ability to play out the back. It's always keeping the defence in mind. He's always going the line with the, the ball in two hands, so you never know what he's going to do. He's always got his brother lurking around on his inside or on his outside, and um, you know, together I think they can really lead man, uh, Manly to you're taking that one step forward this year. You know, that I thought they surprised a lot of teams last year. No one really expected them to do so well. Um, but in the end, I thought they were quite unlucky to lose that semi-final against the Rabbitohs. So. There's, Im- there's images on the wall of the Adam Blair, Glench- the Battle of Brookies come back. Can't go near that. Uh, speaking <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> speaking Bring of it back. Uh, Melbourne, though, uh, Craig Bellamy uh, waited till round 23 to make a change yeah. in his halves last year. Do you see Jerome Hughes playing out the season there, or will Craig Bellamy make another change? Uh, yeah, I don't think they've settled on a halfback in Melbourne since Cooper Cronk's gone. They, they, as you said, they got the round 23 last year, and they got they made. Brody Croft out of the side, Jerome Hughes comes in. They didn't take the next step. They weren't successful. Um, I think Cameron Smith will play halfback within a month, which which means with the talk we're hearing about Harry Grant is he's that good they're going to have to pick him because this, you can't continue to change a seven all season. Riley Jacks yeah. has gone back there. They've had Brody Croft, Jerome Hughes. They haven't settled. Cameron Smith's the best player in the game, but... He could play 5'8 and still be the best player in the game. Oh, sorry, halfback and still be the best player in the game. They've got the potential to move in there mid-game too, I think. Yeah. You don't want to be taking Cameron Smith off the park. And when you've got someone like a Harry Grant or whether it's um, Brandon Smith, Brandon Smith on the bench, yeah. Yeah, bringing them into the game, you've got the ability to move Cam into the, into the halves. Um, if Jerome, Jerome Hughes and that aren't producing yeah. the goods, um, I think you're with Noddy. I'm with, I'm with Noddy. I think you might see him move there at, at some stage during the year. All right, well, if you can't get to the footy this weekend, of course, you can catch it all via our broadcast partners, Nine, KO, Fox Sports, Sky New Zealand, Watch NRL, and, of course, right here on the NRL app using the Telstra Live Pass. One more game to get through for round one, so let's get cracking. The Dragons against the Wests Tigers, 6.15 Australian Eastern Daylight Time at Wynn Stadium. Uh, let's look at the home side. Zach Lomax is the Dragons' new number one, which sees Corey Norman return to the halves with Gareth Widdop heading back to the UK. In a fairly bold move, Braden Williami has been picked in the centres ahead of Ewan Aiken. What a handy pickup Isaac Luke has proved to be. He replaces the injured skipper Cam McInnes at hooker, so Ben Hunt and Tyson Frizzell are the co-captains. Speaking of Frizzell, him and fellow back rower Tariq Sims swapped to the opposite edges to start this year. After a one-year stint in the Super League, Trent Merrin starts from the bench in his first match for the Dragons since 2015. He's also alongside fellow recruits Tyrell Fui-Maono and Billy Britton. Michael Maguire, he's gone with four new faces in his starting 13 for the season opener. Joey Lailua and Adam Dwee uh, form a new combination in the centres. Billy Walters, the son of Kevin, replaces the great Robbie Farrar at hooker and Luciano Lailua starts on the right edge. Fellow recruit Zane Musgrove is on the bench alongside veterans Josh Reynolds and Chris Lawrence. Uh, 
which means Michael Cheekham, Oliver Clark and Matt Eisenhuth miss out. Also, uh, Tommy Talao, he isn't there. He'll be there at some stage, hopefully later this year. Mo Zumbai is battling a knee injury. Uh, what a message from uh, Paul McGregor, Noddy. Uh, Ewan Aiken, two years ago, thrown up for a potential spot mm. in the New South Wales yeah. side. Drop for round one. Is that a message of intent early? It is, yeah. It's another coach that has to start winning straight away. You know, I thought they were pretty ordinary in the second half of the Charity Shield when it when South got back into the challenge. It sort of waved what has happened to the Dragons the last few seasons. They'd lead the comp to round 10, round 12, and then they, they sort of fade out the back door. So it's a big statement from the coach early. Uh, as you said, Ewan Aiken missing from the side. But you can also only rattle the cage so often. You can't yell and scream every week either. So, you know, it's if the statement works... Good move. If it doesn't work and you change again and then you change again, the bag of tricks get empty. Okay, we've got to look at the West Tigers. Uh, Billy Walters, have you liked what you've seen by what he's done at Leichhardt? Yeah, well, obviously he's been really impressive um, at training. Um, I saw him in the in the trial match last week against the Warriors, and I thought he did a really good job with the ball in hand. He looks, he's obviously a, a half five eight, so he's got that natural ability, that skill, a bit of deception around the, the number nine and the markers. Uh, obviously, the big test for him is going to be the defensive workload and how he handles that. There's there's no doubt there's going to get a lot of traffic uh, coming his way. Um, he did miss a few tackles in that trial match, so uh, yeah, he's got to be ready and, and be up to it. But I, I really like. You know, Grub coming off the bench as well and, and the energy that he brought too. So, look, I think between the two of them, uh, they can really form a, a really good combination there and, and, and manage that workload through the 80 minutes. Now, you said off the top of the show that you haven't missed footy at all, but one of your former teammates suggests that uh, you may have been hanging around Concord a little it's bit too much up. lately. <laughs> so Robbie's never going to go away. Yeah, so he's, he's just always here, that guy. <laughs> no, it's, um, you know, it'd be silly of us not to use guys of Robbie's calibre's experience to, to help out, especially when we've got guys who are probably not as experienced at hooker. Um, you know, so I'm sure they'll be picking Robbie's brain as much as we can, but you know, we've got a lot of great attacking coaches here as well that can help out too. So a little sledge at the start, but then he gave you a rap at the end, but do you want to play a role with these young hookers coming through? Yeah, definitely. Look, I'm, I'm always down at training. I live up the road and um, you know, I'll pop in and, and say good day to the boys and see how everyone's going and you know, help out where I can. Obviously, not only Billy Walters and, and Josh, we've also got young Jake Simkin who's, who's come to the club as well, who the club's got a lot of um, aspirations for. Jacob Little got coming off the back of a, a big knee injury. So, yeah, I'm always popping in there. It's, it's only natural when I was, was at the club for so long. So it's hard to stay away. But um, the boys have tried to get me out on the training park a couple of times. I was like, no, thanks. I'm all right. So you're not there in, as an official capacity but you're just there because you love it yeah. i'm just lurking I'm just <laughs> you did lurking say before around. that it's okay for the dummy half not to make tackles because that's what the other bloke used to do didn't you say that before mm. I, I just gave didn't him a run replacing didn't you, the great didn't you, robbie no. didn't you say that before no, oh geez no. exact hits on both sides of the fence very well no. the bus again it's already started <laughs> it's coming through right here uh, of course uh, round one this year is known as round one for all it's uh, to recognize and honor all the uh, servicemen and women and everyone that's gone to great lengths over the last couple of months to help uh, people through bushfires, droughts and natural disasters. So we're asking for everyone to get to the games this weekend where you can donate, of course, as always. You can get your tickets at nrl.com forward slash tickets. If you can't get to the game, you can head to www.salvationarmy.org.au forward slash nrl. So please get behind what is a great cause. And as I said, get out to the footy. Before we go, it is a team show. Interestingly, six coaches have picked back utility options on the bench. So we're not talking Josh Reynolds, mm -hmm. who can play numerous positions in the halves, but Holland, Oldfield, Kelly, Izako, Johnston, Crichton. What are, what are your thoughts? HIA. 
HIA, you got to cover for all positions now on the, on the footy field. You never know when you get an outside back that's got to go off for 15 minutes with a head knock or whatever. So you, you've got to have all your, uh, your bases covered. Craig Bellamy did it last year with Ryan Pappenhausen. And we all follow. And then Ricky Stewart did it with Bailey Simonson yeah. heading into the finals. Mm-hmm. Or even in the finals. Mm-hmm. And when BJ Leilua got a fly work in his eye, worked as a master, yeah. master stroke at the start. Well, well you need So maybe it's not only HIA, it's fly work. Tim Sheens used to do it at the Tigers all the time. We used yeah, to have an outside As you back. said, the players can only play most of their game time now. Bo, Bo Ryan played about 150 yeah. first grade games. I think 80 of them were about three minutes <laughs> off the bench. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> All right, the Tigers boys yeah. love sleeping each other yeah. up. Here is a stitch up. My favourite part of the uh, week, each week. Well, it's actually when we replay them back when you get the rock. Next week. But what's your headline prediction for round one, Noddy? Well, my headline will be that after this round, the leading try scorer will be a middle forward. Okay. Me? Robbie. I think it's going to be a round of upsets uh, this week, and I think that'll be headlined by Gold Coast beating Canberra in Canberra. Ooh, I like it. I like it a lot. I think Canberra's going to struggle early in the year. New okay. halfback, no Leilua, no Rapana, no Bateman. And you'll soon, Gold Coast will get them, they're vulnerable. You'll soon learn that I don't do them because I always get thrown under the bus. <laughs> so, uh, of course, uh, <laughs> we're back next Tuesday. But before then, Inside the NRL is on every Monday at a new time in 2020, 5pm Eastern Daylight Time. Make sure you tune in. We always have Michael Chamis, Katie Brown and Jamie Soward dissecting the big talking points out of the game and the big issues around the game. Until then, uh, enjoy your footy this weekend. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks, Noddy. And we'll see you next Tuesday.